Hello there, my name is Victor Obuinkai. Welcome to Echoes on the Street. Yes, um, it's a very beautiful evening today in the city of Johannesburg, South Africa. And um, we want another dimension today. So I have a guest here. We'll be having a very interesting conversation around people in South Africa and why people in South Africa are actually angry about foreigners. Yes, you probably saw the BBC documentary video. I don't know if you did. I watched it. I was not happy. And people have been, you know, complaining all around. And um, so I have someone here, Alanda. I, yeah, um, we are going to be having a very interesting conversation around this and um, what has been going on. How are you doing today? I'm great. Let's talk about the weather first. South Africa has a very unpredictable weather. Yeah, it's cold in the morning. It's very hot in the afternoon. It's something else at night, and then you say you're in summer. How you start to meet summer? Oh, well, I guess. I don't know, man. The seasons have changed. Summer is no longer summer, winter is no longer winter. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. Okay, so let's just dive into it now. Um, you've been living in South Africa for how long? For? In, I grew up in South Africa for more than two years now. All the way. Okay, so of course you, you were in South Africa as a child, so you may not really have your childhood memories, you know, of what it was. But more recently, you've been hearing about South Africans complaining about foreigners. How does that make you feel? Well, personally, as a foreigner, I feel I'm not happy about it. Using then. Okay. Yeah, as I was still saying about foreigners, yeah. Right. I feel like South Africans are not being considerate. After all, during the upper day time, they had to move and share around other African countries, you understand? Right. Because they had problems in South Africa. Now that South Africa, well, not that it's doing any better, you know, but it seems to have at least more opportunities than other African countries. So now other African people, they come to South Africa to look for land. Yeah. And then now they're mistreating them and they also forget that they have other South African people in other people's countries. Mm -hmm. We have South Africans in Zimbabwe, then we have South Africans in Kenya, we have South Africans in Nigeria, all over the right. Africa, right. you understand? So if they have, other people treated like that, how do they expect their own people to be treated in other countries? How would they feel? Let's say, personally, as a South African, as an individual, you have a mother or a father who is in another country, and then you hear that they're being treated the way they, they have xenophobic attacks, yeah. the way they are attacking other Africans in South mm. Africa. Yeah. How will that make them feel? Oh. Yeah. Mm. Okay, but, but something very important I must ask you. Is it true that foreigners are taking the job away from South Africans? In a way, yes, it is true. Okay. In, like, it's a, it's a 50 50. Yeah. Right? It's true in a way that, um, let's say you, you are Zimbabwean, you come from Zimbabwe, you come to look for a job in South Africa. There's a South African and then there's a Zimbabwean, right? Right. They have the same qualification. As Zimbabwe, let's say Zimbabwe is offered, a South African, as Zimbabwe is offered 50,000. In that job, normally the salary, maybe it's about 
60,000. Uh -huh. And then a South African refuses to take the salary because they feel that they're being um, exploited. Yeah. And then a Zimbabwean comes, obviously they're desperate, they need to, to, to send money home right. to take care of their families back home, they need to do a lot of things yeah. for me and understand. A Zimbabwean person would take that 50,000. Mm. So in a way, they are taking their jobs. Another thing, I believe, South, you, you, will, you can hardly find a South African woman or a South African man selling tomatoes on streets. Oh. But you can find Mozambican, Kenyan sending uh, tomatoes on the streets. Mm. How are they taking their jobs in that manner if they are sending their tomatoes on the streets? You find them chasing out from the streets from selling their tomatoes. If those people don't sell their tomatoes on the streets, where are they going to get tomatoes from? Oh. So I feel like it, it's actually very tricky. Okay. But really as Africans, we can find a way to work together with family after all. Right. Yeah. Okay, okay, so now you've talked about the manual jobs. Well, how about the, the white collar jobs? Do we have foreigners taking over white collar jobs also in South Africa? Well, not really. This is a very tricky situation, just like I said. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it all comes with offers. South Africans, they'll feel that um, they'll be exploited and they won't take it. And then uh, a foreigner will come and be like, you know what, I need to do this and now I'm going for it instead for the sake of my family. Okay, so apart from street trading, like you mentioned, what other jobs do we have foreigners doing in South Africa? Like what other jobs do we readily see? You know, if, if you are a foreigner or in a neighboring African country, what other jobs are you likely going to get in? Mostly it's, it's, it's um, being a domestic worker, you know, being a garden boy, like foreigners, those are the most jobs that they actually, I, well, I believe those are the most jobs that they are doing, you understand? Like uh, being a garden boy, being a waitress in a restaurant, you know, foreigners complain about hours in a restaurant, but also somebody who was a foreigner would come and be like, you know what, I, I need to do this, right. you understand? It, it all, you know, there's also laziness. I'm not saying all South Africans are lazy, but mm. most South Africans are lazy. Thank you understand? Anyway. There comes a foreigner, being they're coming from Malawi or Nigeria, wherever they're coming from. They're coming to look for a job. You understand? Mm. They get a job in a restaurant, they're like, okay, you're going to work 12 hours. They're like, okay, I need to do this because I'm coming from a hectic. Yeah. And you can hardly find a South African that will agree to work 12 hours non-stop making. Okay, um, can you just tell us about some of the jobs you've done here, you know, and how you are surviving? Well, surviving in South Africa can be a little hectic, a little difficult, as um, jobs are very scarce, you know. For you to find a job, it's, it's not easy. We, we've studied, we have diplomas, we have degrees, but we sleep on top of them every day. Wow. So, so one to survive sometimes can be really difficult. Yeah. Okay, so what what are those things exactly that you have done you? Well, I want to hear them. I want you to tell us about them. I want you to tell us what it feels like and and how have you been able to manage it very well. Well, I've had a normal job before where I was a sales lady and that time I was still in university. Yeah. I was a sales lady, I got a job, a part-time job, a sales lady to survive, knowing a university to student. Yeah. 
you have to um, bend your lifestyle in order to be able to there's clothes, there's food, you want to fit into other kids, you know, and all that. But at the moment, because they're not jobbed, you know, we, we, we go all the way out to to a point where you, you become a street pie, you, know, you do all bones, kind of certain jobs. Like at the moment, I'm a dancer. Well, I don't say, I don't know if I could say I'm a dancer, a stripper, or a negative dancer, but I can, yeah. Okay, so um, how does that flow? Does that, does that set to, does that pay in the day? Well, money will never be down. Alright. Right. But at least it can pay all my bills and I can have just a little bit left to myself as well to just be like, okay, let me spoil myself. Because this job can be very tiring, exhausting and draining, spiritually draining, mentally draining. What spiritually draining? What do you mean spiritually draining? Well, in my <laughs> Let's say you're on a ship on a Saturday and then you've been working, dancing for men, you don't don't showing your ass around, you understand? And then Sunday you have to go to church. How do you get to church and kneel down and say, God? You understand? Like a, oh yeah, I was there we go. If you were God and like, oh okay, wow, you know what? Yeah, I just did. Mm. One thing that I'm gonna tell you, a strip club is like a devil's den. Oh. There are a lot of evil spirits. People come with different emotions. People come with different, um, for different reasons. Oh. You understand? Yeah, so just some come for entertainment. Some they come to distress, you know. Some they come to, to, to just break their evil, oh. evilness. Because they, they know that's the only place that they, they, the evil spirit can just roam around. Okay, so now talking about the spiritual, because it's quite interesting for me that you have all this consciousness. So when you go all out, do you pray before stepping on the job or do you, what, do you, do you have that? Since you have this fear, how do you prevent them? I do pray. I'm not going to I do pray. Every chance that I get, I do pray. Even when I'm in a cab, sometimes I do pray. The Bible says everyone must come to me. Yeah. Whether you're a sinner or not a sinner, God takes everyone. Mind you, we're not doing this too because we like it. We're not doing it for fun. We're doing it because we need to survive. Okay. You understand? We have kids. We have families to take care of. We have, we have a lot to do. Oh. And nobody's just going to give you money on a silver platter when you're just sitting at home. So rather find something to do. I've got to understand. Oh, that's what everybody's saying. I understand. But I need to survive. Mm. You know. Okay, um, has there been a time on the job where you felt really scared? Was there a memorable moment on the job? Mm. Can you share your experience with us? I mean, there was a, a time I got like, we call them book outs. Okay. You get a book out where a client, maybe a client wants a public dance at a certain place. Or maybe there is a bachelor party somewhere else and you have to get there and dance and you know how every strippers were. Well, I don't know if you know but I'm not sure I do. <laughs> so um I was booked out. There was good money, lots of money. But when I got uh, to the guy's place there was a lot of shady spirits like uh, I even get back the money and I was like to can I please go back and I not do this? There was a lot of money that like Big man. I'm sorry. No, I need to put the number to put the number to how big was the money? It was 15k. Wow. 
Okay, so you said you noticed some um, spirits. How did you? Well, I, I don't understand how you are. I'm a very person. Brain. Right. So if there's so there's something that's not right, like or I can I, I'm, I'm I don't sense it all the time, but I'm very good at sensing very dangerous auras. Yeah. Like my hair, it like it fishes. Yeah. You understand? And there was just even the things that that guy was doing, they were just out of this world. They were strange. You know, the, the house was cold. It's a big, nice house. So did you return the money? Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, I didn't return it because he pays the cap before we leave. Okay. So I asked him to go back and collect his money. Oh, but you're not half for this. Yeah. It was disappointing. It was a fight for me to, to go back. I managed to get away. Oh, interesting. Okay, so um, you were trying to tell me about what it looks like or how it works there in this stripper club. So those girls, do they pay you um, as a salary earner or do they pay you per night? Do they, do they pay you? You get paid by the uh, number of dancers. Okay. Okay. Well, it depends on the strip club. Every, every club has its own rules its own uh will payment and everything so yeah but with most the most money that you make it depends with the most dancers that you made with the most clients that you so oh, i don't know if this is true but um we've heard rumors of um diseases in south africa people spreading some sexually transmitted diseases one way or the other do you know about this yeah, this happens mostly all over the world, crazy. It's not only in South Africa. So you don't think it's peculiar to, you don't think it's more in South Africa than in any other places? No, I think it's just all over the world. Okay. Okay, so um, I think that's it to start with. Um, if you have your way, what would you do differently? If I have what? If you have your way, what would you be doing differently? Um, in terms of? Job. Well, I would, growing up, I wanted to be a craft engineer. Yeah. Oh. If it was up to me, that's what I would be right now. Oh. To make myself proud. To make the young me proud. Oh, interesting. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. So, um, we, earlier when we had a conversation, you told me about an Nigerian community in this place. Do you, are you? Up to you. Have you been there before? In a Nigerian community? Not really a Nigerian community, but it's, it's a place. Well, it's a place that's full of Nigerians. Like, it's not dominated by Nigerians, but not in, in other. Um, Which is, but how, how, what was your experience? You know, have you made way to that area? Um, Okay, so just tell us about life in, you know, that part of South Africa. Where, where, where exactly is the place? Uh, it's in Kempton Park. Kempton Park, okay. Um, yeah, so what does one of life feel like in that place? Rather, it's... Well, it's, it's, it's just, you know, just like any other place. You know, the only difference is for the Nigerians, you know, and... Yeah, well, then the CBD mostly sold with Nigerian. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, um, do you eat Nigerian food? Yeah, I love Nigerian food. I love my jello fries. 
with you or with a pussy, especially after gym, I prefer having my head pussy because it has a lot of protein. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so, um, you know, there is also another fear um, among foreigners. The BBC video, I don't know if you've seen that video, so mentioned in that video a group of people, they call them Zudela or something. Zudela. Okay, great. So, those guys are practically or were practically threatening Africans, foreigners. They, they were using some strong terms. Um, first off, I think I should mention that this program doesn't support violence of any kind, you know. So, but we just want to know. Um, do you know about that group? Yes, I do know about the group, but there was once a time where the same group had uh, a Zimbabwe national effective band in, um, uh, what is the location again? In Dipsburg. Okay. Yeah. A wolf father. I think it was a father of two or three kids was banned. Wally. Uh, they were apparently, well, I, I can't really say what really happened because I was not there, but I'll just say what I had. Oh, oh. Apparently, they were going door to door looking for these foreigners, checking if they have their IDs and what's on them. And then when they got to that specific shake, because they were living in shakes to location, when they got to that specific shake, and when they, the moment they, 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 because they were not being violent, they were not being survived, they were being, they were attacking people actually instead of investigating them. So the moment they got there, the guy decided to come out of the house and run. Oh. They ran after the guy, they started beating the guy from where they caught him until to a certain point in the street where they split him alive. They bent him to death. Wow. So imagine having your own husband, your own wife as a man, having your own wife. You think you're sitting at home, you think, okay, my, my wife, maybe she went to work or in a foreign country. Next thing you get a call that your wife is dead. She was killed by those. How, like, they must, I, I feel like they must also consider that the that other South African nationals in other countries. Obviously, they will retaliate. Let's say uh, they bent maybe, let's say, a, a Kenyan man. The people in Kenya, they will retaliate towards uh, South Africans because they are angry that like their own nation, their own people are being mistreated and treated like animals in South Africa. Okay, so how can this be controlled? I feel like it all goes back to the government. Do you think the government is doing enough? No, the government is not doing anything. What do you think they can do differently? We have a uh, South African government officials that are supporting the whole thing instead of being human enough to say no, you know what, this is it, enough is enough. Just like our, our, um, the, the, our police, our justice system, it's supposed to protect our for foreign nationals, you understand? They're the ones that are they're supposed to be arresting these people, putting them away for a very long time so that they, let, they learn a good lesson, yeah. you understand? Oh. I didn't hear any arrest about the guy that was banned in Dipsu till today. So you can just understand. When did that happen? Uh, was it this year? Oh. No, I think it was somewhere last year, last of last year. I can't okay. remember. Okay. Before, but did it happen? Yeah. Do you have South African friends? A lot. See, I, 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 I mostly am around South. Um, all my friends actually are South African. Okay. Nationals. I don't have as a Malawian friend or a you know. 
most of them. I do have Nigerian friends and other countries, but most people that I am around is like yeah. South Africa. Okay, so is there any bad blood? Do they, do they make you feel uncomfortable? Not at Okay, so it's fair to say that um, in totality, we can't say all South Africans are hostile. Yes, so just. I think it all it all goes back to to education. You understand? If you like education and understanding, obviously you'll be a barbarian. You understand? Okay. But if you have some kind of knowledge and education, and you you have humanity, oh. funny enough, they preach humanity only. But they are not practicing it, oh. which is very sad. Yeah. What's your favorite part of South Africa? Well, I would say Cape Town. Cape Town, yeah. Okay, um, thank you very much. I think I should just leave it short because it looks like we can just go on and on and talk about everything. But then, just to spare it, like I said earlier, this is, um, this is a show that does not support violence in any way we just want to educate people and know what it feels like to live in another part or in the other part of the world where we really have my name is victor Winka. if you're just joining us this is echoes on the streets and i've been speaking with um i need you to pronounce your name yourself so that um i just don't see what it sounds like ayanda ayanda okay what does that mean means um like multi multiplying like you know we are multiplying oh great multiplying that's interesting yes um if you don't already know or if you're not joining us already you can check out our website www.tribuneonlinenj.com on our social media platforms on x on facebook instagram the name remains the same for the best of news and politics sports entertainment breaking news and all the international news to so come your way again stay safe